Hi. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Enjoying the weather? Oh, man, I'm so hot. Shouldn't complain, but I'm so mm. hot. I, it's mm. beautiful, but I'm so hot. <laughs> are you one of those that just complains about every type I of weather? I have to complain, thing, yeah, like whatever, whatever it is. Well, complain, yeah. but I love it, but I'll complain. I'm just happy it's sunny and kind of reminds, you know what, it's actually very good for the guests that we have today. Um, we have Jessica Deeker, who's a social media manager, um, expat, who lives in Grenada. So imagine every day you get to wake up, well, I was going to say to this, but obviously not like this. This is probably like cold for Grenada. Yeah, and full of smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just imagine seeing the sunshine every single day. Oh, bliss. Would you not, would, would you, would you become an expert and move abroad for work? Have you ever thought about it? Um, I would, I would emigrate. I, I, I wouldn't become an expat. I don't like expat. I really don't like expat. Well, that means you'd only go to Nigeria and that's it, right? No, I would go somewhere, but I'd want to integrate in. Because when I hear expat, it just makes me think like they all go to the Irish pub around the corner. They all just oh. mix with people from where they're from. That's what expat brings to my mind. When I think oh. expat, it's like, oh, yeah, there we go, lads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living in Spain, but still, oh, that caught me down the road. Yeah, mate. That's, that's what expat says to me. So, so I would emigrate and live elsewhere potentially don't know where but I maybe would but I would never call myself an expat so I thought the ex an expat was just someone that moved to a different country mm-hmm. um but they weren't from that country well they're right so what, I'm googling it googling it googling what, it. and that that is what an expat is but, but it's also like what's the difference between an expat and um an immigrant Shall we get the definition? Right. Dictionary says, expat, a person who lives outside of their native country. For Mm -hmm. example, a British expat who's been living in Amsterdam for 14 years. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then immigrant, a person who comes to live permanently in a foreign country. Ah, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's the that's the word there, the key word, the permanently. Mm. So if I moved abroad, because um, yeah, I would like to go to somewhere, um, not forever, maybe for like five years max or a year. So then I'll be an expat, right? So if I have no intention of coming back, that's an immigrant because you've emigrated, right? Mm. Learning today, see. I, I, this is, this is an education. I'm still not sure. I'm still not entirely sure. I think people are calling themselves expats when they're immigrants and calling themselves immigrants when they're maybe expats. I don't know, but it, yeah, it would be interesting to hear what our guest calls herself. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll ask her, we'll ask her. So, hmm. um, with that, hmm. would you become an expat in the definition of dictionary? Definition. Yes. Yes. Would um, you do that? I don't know if I, if I made the decision to leave here Mm. where I've been born and raised and have all my ties, Mm. I don't think I'd go somewhere and then want to come back. I think if I'm, if I'm leaving, it's because I've had enough Mm. or I think I can build a better life somewhere else. So why would I come back? But if I'm going to go, I'm going to go and that's it. I might come and visit, but I don't think I'd keep my, my, my house here. Because I might come and move back into it at some point. Right. Probably just rent it out forever. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about you? Mm, You you said you'd want to do it. Yeah, I've had daydreams of, like, um, going to Amsterdam. Because I really love Amsterdam. I like Dutch people. They're really friendly. Um, (laughs) I would go there. I imagine myself... Kind of Carrie Bradshaw type of apartment with all my tulips in the windows and working there for like a year and then coming okay. back. Okay. With so the that's kids? more like an episode. So this is why I haven't now because um can't really do it with the kids um, mm. because of school and stuff. If I was that rich, then yeah, we'd have a nanny that came and a tutor mm. and all of mm. that like in the films. Mm. But um yeah, I can't really do that with them at this age. So I've said... It'd be cool to go and work in New York 
for a bit, but I would be too frightened to take the kids. So the plan, my head could be a daydream. I'm going to call it a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, when they're like uni age, like the youngest is uni age, so then they can just look after the house. And then me and Danny can just go and pretend to be Carrie Bradshaw and big. See, I, I don't York. even know whether that is a good analogy. Like, what? how did <laughs> Carrie and Big end up? Like, I'm not, I haven't watched it, so I'm not that up well, on. I'm not going to do spoilers, but they had a happy life together, see? Oh, okay. right. That's cool, cool, that's cool, all cool, that matters. Cool, 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 cool. They did that dating. She had fabulous dresses. Yeah. She was going everywhere. Yeah. Um, was writing. Yeah. Was right too. In the yeah. window, on her laptop. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. And then Danny, Danny goes and does the corporate thing. Yeah. And brings the money back. Um, yeah. So I can afford those expensive dresses, but I still have money because I'm a writer. Exactly. You can afford them in your own right. His money and my and yours. money. Okay. Because what's his? So yours, why yours, am yours, I not becoming an expat? See? Perfect life. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. You've definitely built a case. <laughs> I'm, I am, though, practical as ever. I'm thinking, right, you said your kids are going to be uni age. They're going to be looking after the house. I think that's slightly ambitious. Uni, ah. looking after... These two things don't go together in my book. Well, the youngest one is eight and the oldest one's 13. So, okay. so one will be just leaving uni and then the other one will be just going into Yeah. Uni. So, okay, yeah. There'll, there'll be a little bit more. So maturity. he's working. Fine. He can pay stuff. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Um, At the moment, it's just a daydream. <laughs> Daydreams are as great as you make them. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Once, yeah. Yeah. Right, so should we hear from a proper person? Let's who, hear from someone who's done Let's it. ask her if she considers herself an expat or immigrant. Women Who Rebrand, the podcast. Honest and humorous conversations about the transitional phases people experience to grow, start over, or rebrand to become their most authentic selves. Hosted by Sreet Fontaine and Chioma Olalei and features special guests who are professional rebranders. The podcast covers starting over at different stages of life, championing personal growth, a.k.a. a personal rebrand. Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Oh, we're good. Do you know what? I was expecting you to be, like, um, turning up with, like, the pool behind you and, like, exoticness in the background. Because, obviously... That's how I imagine you waking up every single day. Yeah. <laughs> not to not to scare you and be like, well, I imagine you waking up every day. And that's yes. it's, getting, it's getting weird and awkward yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, we need Sorry. to move on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello, Jessica. C and I were just talking about um, the difference between an expat and an immigrant. Because I said to C, you know, um, would you ever do that? And I think C's coming with the the negative kind of connotations when it comes to expats, possibly. So mm. I read the, the definitions in the dictionary and we were going to ask you whether you consider yourself an expat or an immigrant. And then we'll tell you what um, the differences are, if you actually know already. Much. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to tell me. <laughs> so wait, what would you... So if someone's called you an expat, would you be like, yeah, cool? Or would you be like... Ah, Dirty word. Uh, do you know what? I've never really thought about it, but I guess I am. I think it just means like I live here, but I'm not from here. I don't know. Gold star. So. Ding, ding, ding. You win. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the difference is um, an immigrant would be someone that would move there permanently. And an expat is just someone that works um, in, a, in a country that they're not from. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's I guess. Um, yeah, because I don't know what I'm doing long term I guess I'm an expat so that's the thing as well if you don't know if you're coming back and it's like well I haven't decided so maybe a bit of both yeah you could be one and then end up being the other yeah exactly but when do you decide which one you are Hmm. Hmm. come back here and you realize the grass is not green Unless it's something to do with citizenship, whereas if I stayed long enough to get citizenship, maybe that's um, when I would. Yes, become. But then, would you be an immigrant or would you be a nationalised citizen? Like I don't. Like, oh, this, it's there's just too determined. <laughs> like the questions are endless here. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a 
Okay, so um, for our audience who are very confused at this moment in time, <laughs> um, Jessica Lika has an amazing job um, as a social media and brand manager um, who lives in Grenada, but she's um, born and bred British, yeah. right? Yep, and it lives in Grenada to create content and just have the best job ever. So she's creating content in the sun. Um, by definition, we've checked the dictionary. She is an expat. Um, and today she's joining us and we're going to be discussing what it's like to have your dream job in a different country. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> Jessica, can you explain your relocation from the UK to Grenada? How did you end up um, in Grenada? Uh, well, it wasn't planned, but I had been to Grenada like three or four times um, previously. So I had this um, trip planned to go to Carnival. Um, I have family friends out here. And so and and it, it was at a weird time where I had just left a job and a tenancy in London. And I was like, you know what, let me just figure out my job when I get back from this holiday. Because I've been it's been in the diary for months. And so I came out here for carnival and my friends just offered me a job. So I was like, yeah, sod it. So I just ne didn't go home. <laughs> and it's been wow. almost four years this summer. Wow, so. oh four years. And so obviously you came out there with no intention of staying out. You came out, it was just a holiday. So your family back home were expecting you to come back after your like two weeks or whatever it was in Grenada. So what was that like when you were like, oh yeah, guys, I'm kind of living here now. How, how did you break that down to them? Um, I don't know. They weren't actually that surprised. I've moved around <laughs> quite a bit in the UK. So, you know, like uh, I lived in Cornwall for most of my life and then I moved to Oxford. I've just been like mm. always moving around. So we all live like separately. So I don't think it's surprising that I'd made another big move. But um, actually a lot of my friends thought it's a good thing because it's really nice yeah. out here so <laughs> they can come and visit, they come and visit yeah. <laughs> that's true and you know what ran through my mind just now when you're like oh how did your parents take it and know like friends and family it's like this is some crap that my kid's gonna pull on me like they're gonna go somewhere and just not come back and I'm like okay how am I gonna also move there because they cannot leave me so yeah thanks mm -hmm. for that you're saying that I would actually wait for them to be like uni age and maybe I'll go work abroad for like a year or something. However, it didn't occur to me that they could leave me first. <laughs> switcheroo, switcheroo. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, preventative measures. I'm gonna have to steal their passport or something. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, what was it about Grenada that made you want to stay and create a business, obviously besides the beautiful beaches and carnival? Yeah. Um, well, everyone, like you probably know from your trip, everyone here is like really lovely. It's um, like, obviously it's beautiful. I think I was in a time of my life where I'd just been living in London for the last two years and it's like really fast paced. I love London, but it, I guess, I think at the stage of my life, I it was good for me to sort of slow down a bit and just like, I don't know. I hear that a lot. It's like my... Um... When I've moved, like you said, you've moved a lot in the UK. I've kind of done that as well. Um, I've lived in Manchester, I've lived in London, and now I'm in Essex. And it's like, I think until you move out of London, you realise how fast-paced everything yeah. is. Even down to your walking pace. It's like, rush, yeah. rush, rush. Why not rushing? And it was only until, like, last year, I literally was walking. And I was like, you're not late. Where are you going? You're literally going to the shops why are you rushing? Why are you practically running? And it's such a weird thing. I guess everyone in London is always rushing, rushing to get the train, yeah. rushing to get the bus, rushing home, rushing to the shops because you yeah. just want to get in and out. So yeah, I understand like the whole thing of Grenada is just like slower. Yeah, because it's also like applies to like the pressure you put on yourself to be somewhere quicker. Like I should have got this promotion like quicker or like it's just every part of my life in London and here like it really forced me to slow down and be like Do you know what it doesn't matter if we're late to that like no one's gonna die like um Literally. and you just it forces you to relax because I was quite highly strung as well and like you know like anxiety like up here and then here it like really forced me to just chill out and like just take a minute and everything's still gonna be okay so that was like that was good and actually I didn't start I didn't come here thinking I'd own a business 
they actually said, um, we've just bought an ice cream factory. Do you want to run it? What? <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> That's so random. <laughs> this is so random. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> an ice cream. So did you actually start that? Yeah, so they bought, like, they had this, um, you know, House of Chocolate. It's in town. It's a little, like, cafe. Well, then someone sold an ice cream chuck that was on the university around the corner on the campus and the factory that was with it. So they bought it and they were like, this is going to be an extension of it. Do you want to set it up? So I was like, yeah, I mean, I have no idea what I'm doing, but it was great. (laughs) So I did that for six months. And then because I just, I really, I do it anyway, they're like social media. I just really enjoy it anyway. So I was doing that and they were like, you know what? You're really good at that. The ice cream's doing its thing now. So do you want to come and do the marketing social media for the hotel, which was the other um, business they owned, which is where you right. stayed for a bit. That's where I yes. met you, actually. Yes. So, yeah, that's how that worked out. And then that's how I kind of got into wow. social media. See, it's funny, isn't it? Like paths. If you're on a path, you don't mm. know where it's going, but it's going to lead to good things. Yeah. It's such... I keep saying this whenever we talk to people. It's the same or similar story that we hear over and over again like people are offered something and it's so random and like not related to what they've done in their past but they're when they're willing and open to turn their hands to it and then it leads to something else so I think that's all a part of this journey like finding your ultimate destination you just kind of need to be open to everything and trust that it will get you to where it is that you want to get and I love the fact that you went out there and running an ice cream (laughs) (laughs) but now you're doing social media out in Grenada so Jessica can you tell us what a typical day in the life of you as a social media manager out in Grenada is um well it actually is so random most days like there's no typical day but um at the moment you know a lot of it could be walking up a mountain with an influencer like this week we've got um two actors here um that I'm like following around having dinners with them so that's like the glam side Mm -hmm. can can you tell us who like give give us a hint as to who no don't get no I can't tell you yeah um I tried guys I tried (laughs) Amel Amin is here with his girlfriend Yaya Da Costa Mm. And um, I remembered Amel actually from kid adulthood, <laughs> from back in the day. But he um, oh. was the main actor, and he just uh, re- released a film this year called Boxing Day. That's where yeah. we were. with um, um, that what's her name, um, Little, Little Miss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So we reached out to him and invited him over. So he's coming here to Location Scout as well for a film. And then today we've got June Ambrose arrived yesterday so I'm gonna go and meet her tomorrow I think so okay so we're not even through we're not even finished through the whole day yet I know that's just the morning that's 11 a.m yeah and then after lunch (laughs) but yeah it's a lot of like uh running around and spending time with people and then now I have a small team so between us, we'll film content, edit it, post it. So, yeah, we're all, like, wow. dotted around the island. So, so that's Amazing. fantastic. So, originally, I think when I met you, was it just you when I met you? And now there's, like, a team of you working together? Yeah, so when I met you, I was doing it for True Blue. I worked for them. And yes. then after the pandemic, so through the pandemic mm. was when it kind of, it did really well. Like, I saw an opportunity where everyone was struggling so they're because everything shut down here yeah, um, because yeah. the borders closed so you know I imagine everyone's budgets for marketing went out the window or the, and they didn't know how to do it themselves so the pages went dormant so I saw an opportunity like we've got to keep this page going so let's just make there's nothing to post we can't we're not trying to sell rooms here so let's mm. just make uplifting content and so we just went hard on the TikToks and like the ridiculous dances and it did really well and that's where I got my um built my like reputation for what I do and because here it's like all about word of mouth off the back of that I was able to when I um lost my job eventually um for because of COVID I was able to start my business straight away and I had like clients immediately 
because I'd seen what I'd done there. I love so now, that. but now, yeah, it was me for a while, and now it's there's four of us full time. Oh, wow! So cool. and, and did you have a background in social media marketing, or was it something that you just really enjoyed doing and, and were able to create a career out of? Um, I no, I have no uh, professional experience. I haven't got a university degree. It's just something I was passionate about, and I love doing for friends on the side. So I think that's important to tell people as well, actually, because so many people still are like, oh, you need a d- university degree. And so many people I know that have them don't use them <laughs> at mm. all. And so, you know, I think it probably would have been a lot harder for me to try and achieve this in the UK just because there's a lot more competition mm. um, and they probably do have degrees and the experience and whatnot. But here, it, yeah, I got really lucky because there was a big need for it and so many people doing it but mm. yeah so wow. I've been lucky Gosh. I love that so literally your experience and just being open to wherever that journey takes you takes you it reminds me of that book um is it Shonda Rhimes the year of yes or something like that so mm. basically just saying yes to things that you possibly may have said no to in the past you didn't know where it was going because imagine you're like I don't want to be sent ice cream. <laughs> yeah, right. Where would you be now? <laughs> that is amazing. So were you wary of, like, starting social media in a country that wasn't really known for, like, communications and business? Or did you just literally see it as, like, there's a gap in the market here, so they obviously need it? I definitely saw it, like, in the more positive sense. Like, there's a gap in the market I just really love what I do as well. So, and I could see there was enough people like engaged with it to, you know, give you that buzz to keep going. And then slowly, um, more and more people have um, like started to understand it. COVID did like wonders for, in that sense, because whereas people were like, you know, well, we only do adverts on the radio here. As soon as COVID hit and you can't, and word of mouth doesn't exist anymore because we're not leaving the house. Yeah. They realize, oh, like the only way we can market is online. So it forced them to like start looking into it. And I've been really fortunate that I haven't had to um, reach out to anyone. All my business so far has been people approaching me, which just shows how like, you know, they're getting on board with it all now. And that's, mm, that's yeah. really cool to see. Wow. And, and have you seen, because um, you said you started when it was really young in Grenada, but have you seen that the industry or the market space grow from back when you first started doing all of this kind of stuff? Have you seen more people doing social media marketing, more people getting creative with with advertising? Yeah, I have actually. I was talking to my friend about that yesterday. They were saying, you know, like when I started um, – not many people were doing it or if they were they weren't sort of like out there like saying I do this (laughs) but um I think now like I actually when I first started I hired someone and I was like training her and then she now has her own business and I feel like you know I probably I don't know I I don't like tooting my own horn that much listen do it my Instagram says otherwise but um yeah I just feel like (laughs) you paved the way and yeah, opened up maybe. opportunities for others so it's a, it's brilliant and that's what everything is all about like toot that horn girl yeah you can pat on the back because you, you, you can't there's space for everyone and I think that's wonderful yeah. and some people um you know they might be like well I'm not teaching you because you might start getting jobs it's like mm. come on man it's a whole island there's there's enough for everyone if I'm yeah 100 yeah and I love that I love that Join the Women Who Rebrand community on Instagram. We'll share episode reminders, behind-the-scenes footage, conversations about episode topics from other creatives, and more. Join the conversation at Women Rebranded. We talked a little bit about your move out to Grenada, whether you're an expat or an immigrant or just someone out there doing whatever for a little bit of time, and that's all good. (laughs) But obviously... There's, there's some legal stuff that you needed to, to do in order to be able to live and work out in Grenada. So what things do Brits who are thinking about doing something similar, 
need to know? Like, are there any processes that they need to undertake before they leave here to go and start a new life out in Grenada, 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 or another country, wherever else in the world? What what kind of things do you think people need to think about that they may not be thinking about? Um, you can start planning it before you get here, but you could you also have uh, your tourist visa for ninety days, so you can sort things out whilst you're here. Mm-hmm. Um, you just need the absolute patience of a saint, and then <laughs> that is like number one. Um, but there's a there's a few things you need. Like uh, if you're working for a business, that's always the easiest way to to start so that they can um do the paperwork for you and they have to just prove that there's no one on the island that could do what you do Um, and that um and then because I had that for a year or two years I was unable to renew it but I've I've renewed it but done it differently this time because I'm now freelance but because I've proven that like no one else is doing it that was all right but there was just a lot of paperwork a lot of and every nothing's online so it's like going into about wow like all these different offices so you just need that's like the main thing is like I think it's really helpful to know someone here Mm. or just reach out to someone here that can help you through it because there's no guide anywhere that tells you like which office you need to go to and who you need to speak to and there's a lot of that there's a there's a lot of admin that's like a bit unnecessary, but like, it doesn't need to be this long winded, but it is. Yeah. So it's just really helpful to know people. I've had people come to me saying, what's the process and, and how, like, who do I go to? And um, yeah, uh, I can't really think off the top of my head, but it's, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 Do you know, it, it makes me um, think of my sister's experience and I haven't had an experience like this because I've pretty much been based in London all my entire life like I've got no inclination to go anywhere else right now <laughs> but the my sister <laughs> my sister's a bit like you and she'll like go off at the drop of a hat anywhere but her experience in Nigeria was very very similar to what you're explaining mm-hmm. so she was trying to get her passport sorted out and again that thing you said about knowing someone helping completely like if you're going to just go and do it and think yeah this is, I've applied for a passport. I've applied for citizenship before. I know how what to do. Like, it's not, it's not going to work. It's actually not going to work. You need some, you need an inside man, woman, person to help you. And um, the other thing was, it made me think about that whole um, slowing down. Like, in countries like Grenada, like other places in the Caribbean, I'm sure, like many places across Africa, Asia, number one, it's too hot to do things quickly. <laughs> Number two, number two, <laughs> the processes in place, like you just, you can't get through them like that. You can't get through them quickly. There's yeah. just so much to think about, so many forms to fill in, so many T's to cross, I's to dot. It would take you forever to do anything. So you just got to get used to it. And yeah, I you just that- have to, like actually, prime example yesterday, I went into the Ministry of Labour to pay for it, my work permit, and... Um, you go into one office to pay for it, and then you've got to take the receipt up to someone else to go and pick it up. <laughs> yeah. But then you've got to go to another office to put the stamp on. So I paid for it. I walked in. I was in a top like this, actually, exactly this. And I thought I looked really smart. Anyway, so I'm going in there. And I, and I, I took a, a man, a lawyer, with me because I've ha- experienced them not taking me seriously when I'm on my own mm. as a woman. So I took him because I was like, I don't want any trouble. I just want to like get through this, and he'll, I'll be taken seriously if I'm with a man. So I did that. I paid for it. So I'm taking my receipt up to the main office, and they said, "You're not allowed in because your shoulders are showing." Not allowed in. Yeah. So they're like, "We've got a dress code. You're not allowed to wear. You're not allowed to show the bottom half of your legs or your shoulders." So I was like, "I'm in a hot country, for God's sake!" But the thing is, you're not to know this. There's nothing online that tells you this. So if you're unfamiliar with these things and I had friends telling me I actually I did know that I forgot but that's because <laughs> friends told me but like yeah um wow yeah so it's like all these things you could you could spend all day like preparing for this and you get there mm. and then you're just not allowed in because your shoulders are showing wow. and then you got to book so, another appointment come back another day so time's wasted again yeah so we'll find like... a cardigan just try to cardigan cardigan in your no but I would be exactly the same because you know me I so see I'm terrible when it's hot 
I I can't wear clothes. I don't Serena's know naked. <laughs> she walks around naked during summer. I'm in shorts now, and yeah, we're having a bit of an English. Um, it's heat a heat wave. wave. It's, it's a heat like wave. Hot. It's like, it's like 20 21 degrees. <laughs> in my garden like oh yeah I need to put a bikini top on I've got shorts on so when I'm on holiday I'm very like specific so if it's like a a city break and I know the weather's going to be hot I'm like I can't do it because you have to dress appropriately I'm doing that in quote marks I can't just be walking around in like a vest top and all that when it's just like boiling outside and everyone else is in suits I don't get that either so yeah I have to if I'm going on holiday and it's that kind of weather it has to be a pool because I just can't do it mm-hmm. so I'm like always looking at programs it's worse in America it's like boiling and they're there in a jumpsuit or like a jumper and a sweater and I'm like I don't I don't understand are you just used to the, the, the heat yeah that is a thing though yeah I wear a jumper sometimes I get cold <gasps> Oh my god! I mean, I'm cold. Like night and windy, perhaps. But yeah, having to have a professional job and like wear a suit in that in a boiling hot country, I could never do. I would just shrivel up. So, so what? What does what does the temperature get to? Like, what are the extremes? Uh, I don't know, but like anything under twenty four is a bit chilly for me. And then we're sitting here like, it's so hot. I can't believe it's this hot. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> okay, so I obviously oh could goodness. not um, become an expert in Grenada because I no. last two seconds. Maybe I can do something with pools. Maybe pools. become a pool cleaner. So then just I'm work like, at night. What, what job could you pool. do at night, exclusively at night? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> sleep during the day and come out okay <laughs> yeah that's another like podcast only fans type of thing <laughs> night scene <laughs> or collecting back data i collect back data oh, i like back data okay so <laughs> um, would you be a, so you've been there four years right would yeah would you get what's the point where you'd be eligible uh, I can never say eligible to stay like forever if you wanted to do you know um I think uh, I'm probably gonna get this wrong but it's something after like a few years you can apply apply for residency so I think I'll be coming up to that now Mm. and then you have to be a resident for two years before you can then apply for your citizenship so I think up like five to seven years is when you can be a citizen wow that's Mm. quite quick in my mind, yeah. I thought it was going to be like like ten or fifteen years, but two years is doable. I think two years in my mind is doable now because COVID just wiped out two years. Oh no, I have so to I think... be here for three or four years before I can apply for residency. So ah. then, I ha- so it works out that I'm like five five to seven years before I can be a citizen. Oh, I see. Okay, is that the same in Nigeria? Um, see, if I had to go, if I wanted to go. Can I just? I'm asking you because you've you've got, you've been there. Yeah, but I told you, you I've never that's... I've never looked into this at all. I've, you I've, haven't. No, I haven't. You really love London. You're not going anywhere. I just I need to be able to have all of my creature comforts and to I don't know. I just yeah maybe one day and I need to speak the language. I think language is a big thing. So in Grenada, English I guess is the main language, yeah. right? So that's not a barrier. In Nigeria, English is the main language, but there are regional languages and I am not fluent enough in any of them. And I don't want to be taken the mick out of, like, <laughs> I'm trying to pay for something that costs 5p and they're charging me £500. Like, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not about that life. People could do that to you in English. Come on, it happens all the time. Yeah, but when I they're just... whispering, I'll be able to hear what they're saying. These lot are just going to be having a full-blown conversation in front of my face, like, telling me, ha, ha, ha look at English girl, she's so dumb, ha. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want that. So, I don't want that. You know when you go abroad and, like, you obviously look like you're not from there and it's yeah. very obvious. Yeah. And me travelling with my husband, Danny, he's white, um, when we go to kind of ethnic places, <laughs> they spot us a mile off. A mile mm. off. Mm. And he's always the type of person, if he's, he's just not very street smart. Hopefully he's not listening to this episode. <laughs> he might get offended. But anyway, we were at, um, at Tiga Carnival and 
we went to juve so juve is like you know um it starts in like early hours of the morning so it's like one o'clock a.m and that's when you're starting to party and like drinking at one o'clock i made that face like drinking at one o'clock in the morning i just like that's not what you do i do (laughs) so it was fine but (laughs) he didn't think of um sun cream because obviously we left the house it's dark. I know. Oh, I see. Okay. He's quite fair as well. Blonde hair. So by like 12 midday, he was just a shriveled mess. And I was like, we're not going home yet. What are you on about? So some guy came up to us and he's like, oh, you look like you're like really suffering here. Remember, it's all in English, see? <laughs> he's like, oh, I, I know something I can get to your skin. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, safe, safe. Great. Thank you for looking after me. He comes back, Yeah. <laughs> Bear in mind, he's already given <laughs> he's already given him some money. I must it must have been like ten dollars or something. Stupid. Do you know what he came back with? Come on. A stick of aloe. Oh, <laughs> An actual aloe leaf. And in my head, I was but like, just, I was like he just broke off of a Yeah, just from plant, the side so. of my <laughs> We went around the corner, because they're growing everywhere. Went around the corner, got a stick and came back. Oh, and in my man. head, I was like, Do you know what, Danny? That's lesson learned. <laughs> oh god. Listen, learn. So, yeah, you can get ripped off in English, see. So, <laughs> the moral of the story is don't be racist and, um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Lesson learned. Join the Women Who Rebrand community on Instagram and TikTok. We'll have episode reminders, behind-the-scenes footage, conversations about episode topics from other creatives and more. Join the conversation at Women Rebranded. What in the world? So every week we um, kind of look at what's going on in the world and um, have a little chat about it. And this week I was like, you know what? There's so many things about um, British people in different countries. And this week is actually the Queen's Jubilee. So at first thought I was like, oh, maybe we should talk about how um, some of the Caribbean countries... um, don't really want um, the monarchy there. But I thought, you know, it's a bit too deep. So let's not. So I decided to talk about... <laughs> too soon, um, Sarita, too soon. Yeah, yeah. No, I decided to talk about um, <laughs> things that you may miss. So I came across a um, study, some research carried out by the British Corner Shop, found out that um, more than two thirds of British expats said that the food and drinks um, they're usually accustomed to, they miss. Um, and there's a whole list of things that people miss. And number one was tea. And I kind of was like, yeah, that's going to be number one, isn't it? I don't really like tea. So I, was like, I love yeah, tea. But I love tea. You would probably, and this is probably partly why you would never become an expert or have no, no. interest in anywhere, right? And tea. not in Nigeria because they drink Lipton. Like, what's Lipton? Do they have oh. Lipton in Grenada? Is that the main tea? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> is this? I don't get it. Like, I need oh, my, my PG tips or. Lipton's iced tea, isn't it? So maybe that's why. No, no? it's well, I guess Lipton, a tea company, iced. then made iced tea, but it's a they they produce tea. So, um, but it's Listen. not as strong. It's not. It's not as substantial. It's not the same. It's also, no. here they um, use long life milk. They don't have regular oh, milk, so yes. it is not the same. Yeah, it's not a cup of tea. Oh. Yeah, or that that powder stuff. Um, Creamer. Uh, mm. Yeah, yeah. What is that? What milk? Powdered milk. Yeah, yeah. I guess if it's a hot country, you don't really want milk sitting around and stuff, do you? So milk, exactly. powdered milk would make more sense. But it's all gross anyway. I don't like to. Hear it. It's all gross. <laughs> okay, so um, <laughs> the top um, most missed item was tea, and I guess yeah, it probably would be PG tips or whatever, whatever's popular nowadays. I don't know because I don't like it. Um, Jessica, is there anything that you miss? that if you could get a barrel sent to Antigua with, not sorry, if you could get a barrel sent to Grenada filled with all of your favourites, what three things do you miss? Oh, I do really miss like all the food in London and, and stuff. Um, I, I miss Deliveroo. <laughs> <laughs> but we've actually got a company here now that does that. But I think I'd... I didn't know I had a tea problem until I went back to the UK <laughs> after two problem. years because I ha- I could have had that on tap when I came back. I didn't realise I had it. There was an issue. But <laughs> like, yeah, 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 
Yeah. Right. That's always um, the way, isn't it? It's like you don't, what's the saying? You don't miss it until it's gone or something like yeah, that. Yeah, don't know what you got till it's gone. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So what else? Anything else? Um, I miss peanut butter because here we get a lot of stuff from America and it's not the same. It's very sweet mm. and I just miss peanut butter and um, like, oh, I don't know, like really good coffee, like really good coffee shops. Yeah, actually good coffee. coffee. I think that's my main thing. So okay. tea, coffee and peanut butter. And peanut butter. What would you miss, see? Obviously tea. Obviously tea. Whenever I go anywhere, I'll bring my own tea with me, like standard. <laughs> Do you pack it? Yeah, I have to, because I can't trust that they're going to have what I need. Even in Europe, like I can't trust it. Um, <laughs> so I, I would, I'd definitely miss that. I'd, I'd also miss um, some chocolates, because not everywhere has the type of chocolate that I like. Some of it, and a lot of the American stuff is like not proper chocolate as well. So I would imagine they probably import or export a lot to Grenada of that really well, super Grenada, sweet. they have a lot, they grow cocoa, I remember, because I went to see them uh, make watch it. So their chocolate is actually really nice. Okay. It's like when you go to Hotel, hotel Chocolat or whatever, whatever. This is actually nicer. And they do different types. So milk chocolate, more um dark chocolate they could do any chocolate so it's actually mm. better so yeah if any grenadians said like british grenadians said they miss chocolate then they're not talking about proper chocolate they're talking about the rubbishy okay chocolate we get here yeah. so we're yeah. actually got the fake chocolate here yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so if you go okay. to nigeria i don't know if they do chocolate there so if you went they to nigeria, do it might be yeah, there's probably, yeah, no, Ghana's probably the best place for chocolate. But anyway, so chocolate and sweets, Haribo especially. Um, and then I'd say um, it would probably be, I think, some kind of, like, ice cream. So, because whenever I go to, um, like, Nigeria or a hot place... Mm. I want some really nice, refreshing ice cream with lots of different flavours. And sometimes in certain places you can get it, like they'll have a little ice cream stand. And this is all, look, look at us coming back to your, where you started in Grenada and your ice cream. <laughs> look at that. But um, yeah, sometimes you just get really rubbish. Like there's five types of walls, ice creams that you can get and they're not, you don't get the variety yeah. that you would want and you just have to pick the best of a bad bunch. And I always find that's the case. I'm always having to pick the best of a bad bunch whenever I go on holiday. I want, I want it all. I want options. Like, why can't I have options? That's, you just that's reminded one. me of what it is that I miss and it's um, tea with scones. You can't get whipped cream here, like uh, clotted oh. cream. It's just not a thing. So I do sometimes, like, I'm dying for a cream and jam on a scone so scones was actually on the list that came out at number 28 yeah see you know what i don't know if you ever got to go to a supermarket while you were here sarita but um what's i found funny and i still do is you go into the supermarket here and they'll have in different aisles they've got like random products that are like waitrose own brand (laughs) i saw co-op the other day and you've got tesco as well it's so funny like I've seen that. So I didn't do, I didn't go to the supermarket in Grenada, but when I've been to Antigua, it's like, they have like a, it's like when we have the um, world aisle in, in Asda or whatever, they have like a little world aisle. And yeah, I don't know if it's a Caribbean thing, but they do love Waitrose. The British yeah, it's like Waitrose, Waitrose have a deal with them or something. I don't know. Yeah. I know that chickpeas and squash and cereal is from Waitress. They've got Waitrose. It's like random Chickpeas. products on different. It's like on each aisle, there'd be like one product that's from Waitrose. Yeah. It's like detergent, chickpeas, old what? tomato soup, <laughs> and like random things like uh, ginger ale or something. Oh. So basically, yeah, all these things on. So soup was on the list, number 22. That was on there. Oh, she can make your own yeah. soup, though, for God's sake. Um, it's not the same, well, You'd be it's surprised. It's, <laughs> usually, it's usually mega expensive as well. It's like, yeah, what? You could get, like... Well, if it's from Waitrose. 
Yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> True. Well, they're hardly going to be like, I'm moving all the way to Grenada. I want my British delights. Let me have some Asda own brand. <laughs> I mean, although. Oh, okay. So now I would. Okay, I'd be missing a shop. I'd be missing Marks and Spencer's food. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Imagine, if, <laughs> imagine if there was a whole aisle dedicated Stop to Marks it. and Spencer's. But what would you get? What? What from Marks and Spencer's? What is it? It's just Marks and Spencer's in general. You can go and always get nice things. So it, I, yeah. I just like the little bits and pieces that are Marks and Spencer's. I know it's just yeah. different. It, oh, I, I'm with you I think <laughs> yeah. I talk about that quite frequently <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> wow okay so I would miss in my list it'd be Percy Pigs yeah. I would miss Percy Pigs Haribo um, trumps Percy Pigs all night and day you've got to miss something you've got to miss Haribo's for goodness sake. I would miss Haribo's but I think if I was out like in the country and I had to choose because Haribo's are nice, but it's like the Marks and Spencers, so it's like a bit of a more of a treat. So a little bit more. Percy, Pig, Percy pigs. Uh-huh. I would miss, even though I can't eat it, so I'm very intolerant and sometimes a bit naughty. I would miss cheese because that's the other thing. When you go abroad, cheese yeah. is mm-hmm. weird, and if it comes from America, it's like, do you know what it's I always cheese. find weird? The cheese in the tin. The massive uh? tin. What? I don't know if it's in Grenada, but my gran used to get it when we went to Antigua. And it's like this massive tin, flat, and it would just have this cheese inside. And basically, it's like the cheese, the processed cheese that you get in a square. And it's okay. orange. Yeah, that the slices. Yeah. So imagine just like some massive chunk of cheese. Oh, my God. But it always tastes like oh. plastic. So I'd miss cheese. Yeah. I think that's about it. I'm not really into, like... Yeah, because I can't really eat much, can I, see? Mm, true, true. So I think it would mainly be sweets and cheese. Oh, I reckon you would miss good wine as well if you were here. <gasps> oh, yes! Oh, sorry. How did I forget? How did I forget? Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah, I would miss good wine because, mm. yeah. Yeah, they don't really understand why. It has to be chilled properly. And you could probably grow the best grapes and stuff in Grenada and make wine. Just not the same. Do they not? So is there a hard liquor? That they would be uh, drinking. rum, see? Would, oh, okay. <laughs> rum. <laughs> they make okay. their own rum. So you'd be like all too. the cocktails your heart ever desired. Yeah, you just. Yeah, true. I mean, I like cocktails, but um, yeah, I'd miss wine. Right. So, Jessica, what would you advise someone who was thinking of becoming? an expat I'm saying that through gritted teeth I I really I'm still not in love with that term but what would you advise anyone who was thinking of becoming an expat um I don't know don't overthink it because I don't think I would have done it if I'd overthought it if I'd like been planning it because it's it could be it can be a headache so you just got to go with the flow and yeah just like not worry too much about how long it's going to take or the end goal yeah, especially if it's in a country like in a, in the Caribbean where it's a lot slower. Yeah, if you want it, just go for it. Don't think mm. about it. Just do it. That's my advice. Mm. Yeah. Because I would say now, if I thought about it, definitely don't do it. <laughs> like, it's a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, yesterday, when I was walking out that office, I would be like, what is this? <laughs> what do you mean? I look so smart. What are you talking about? My shoulders. <laughs> So just don't think it. Don't think about it too much. Just do it. Just go and for it. Yeah. Yeah. Go. For You'll it. meet people along the way that can help you, and that is the main thing. So yeah, mm. just book that ticket. Do it. Do it on the Fantastic. ground. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're pro- if you're wanting to do it really um, imminently, it's probably a good idea to have the language. But I mean, that's not a problem in somewhere like Grenada. But um, I, I guess people want to go further afield to non-English speaking places and I know that that's not been your experience but what about someone who does want to go to somewhere where they speak Spanish or somewhere where they speak French or whatever language would it, would it be the same advice that you'd give to them um I can't even imagine doing that I think it would just be so much harder 
Yeah. So good luck to you. That's what you're trying to tell me. <laughs> the language. Like I couldn't do it. Yeah, like you couldn't just rock up. I'm sure a lot of British people do because a lot of people live in Spain, don't they? And mm. it's like some of those even mm-hmm. voted for Brexit. And it's like, um, you don't even live there, mate. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I can imagine some people are like, oh, just keep themselves to themselves and don't want to learn the language. But um, Use social but, uh, media, like find people you can easily you can quite easily find people that can help so you there there might be someone that's been there and done it Mm. so like that's how people have reached out to me and asking advice through social media because they found me and they like she must have gone through that process so Mm. don't you don't have to do it on your own yeah yeah and that's another thing that we talk about every week like get a community or find the community and and get a part get, get to be a part of that yeah, great advice. Yeah, there's loads of bloggers online, definitely, that are like expats and stuff, and that's just their jam. So, yeah, online community, I like it. I like it, I like it, I like it. That's what I'm going to say then. Oh, right. Thank you so much, Jessica. We have enjoyed um, this podcast episode. And um, even though C is going to remain miserable in London forever and just live my fast life, Sorry, I'm still impressed. Does this face look miserable? Do I look miserable? Where's your cup of tea? <laughs> I know, I know. I, know. I am miserable. <laughs> I might be joining you in Grenada or somewhere else, Sunny. Maybe we could be neighbours or something like that. Um, where can our lovely listeners find you online? And um, just have a look at what you do and follow your journey in Grenada. On my Instagram, which is dkr.branding. And you can kind of see what I'm up to on there, like which clients I'm working with. Fantastic. So on the gram. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And um, good luck with all the celebrity whining and dining and schmoozing that you've got coming up as well. Very, (laughs) very jealous. Amazing. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Women Who Rebrand is available on your favourite podcast platforms, including Acast, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Overcast. You can find guest information, recommendations and links on our blog, womenwhorebrand.com. <laughs>